Hello and welcome to the Boga Hunting Podcast. This is a show for hunters of all levels looking for knowledge and experience to strengthen your hunt. Have you ever wanted to plan an out-of-state hunt and not really know where to start? Well, on this week's episode, we touch on the topic that most people don't really like talking about, and that's the dreaded budget. How much can you afford on this hunt? What do you need to save for and when? And kind of some of what are the areas that you can save on through bargain shopping. So settle in, and thanks for listening. First Light, First Light Camo, we uh, rock a lot of their gear a lot of the time. In fact, on a daily basis, I wear an article of First Light clothing, whether it be underwear or one of their uh, their merino wool t-shirts. Great stuff. If you are a whitetail hunter, it's great stuff if you hunt out west. We love it. Their wool is top of the line. Merino wool is the way to go. I'll never wear anything but merino. And they've got the new gray color. Yes. Uh, check that out. It's really sweet. Firstlight.com. <laughs> Get it. Uh, another sponsor of this podcast is Huntwise. It's an app that's basically your one-stop shop when you want to do anything with hunting on your phone. Um, it's got social media. It's got mapping software. It has a place to buy gear. Uh, it's it's awesome. And actually, this past weekend, Jared and I went to the ATA show and parked downtown. And Jared, you used your Huntwise app in a very creative way. How would you use it? Plotted a spot where the car was parked. track the map all the way to the theater so it'll help you find your tree stand or your park car if you want to learn more go to huntwise.com last but not least stirka optics Optics. do you say stirka i say stirka great binoculars great rifle scopes yeah i'm actually going to be rocking one on my uh ar build that i have a little red dot action great warranty made in the u.s uh check them out stirkastrong.com Looks like you've been staying busy with some hunting out there. Oh yeah, it just it just kind of for me it just kind of started up here in January. I finally got to go hunting for myself. <laughs> that is nuts. We're just done, and yeah. I'm like depressed. Oh yeah, dude. Yeah. Well, I, yeah, I've been kind of done since I think it's been since September. Done. Since, and then how does that work? Uh, well, I did. I did. Like I tagged out early. So like I just didn't Must have anything nice. else. <laughs> Must yeah, yeah, yeah. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> it's a nice problem. Uh, uh, yeah, no, dude. I've I've definitely like bear hunted all the way through the end of the year before. You know, like trying to trying to fill my tags. And stuff. Oh, yeah. I just got lucky this year though. Did good. So helped out people the rest of the year, and that was fun. Just doing so. your thing and writing a lot. Oh yeah, a ton of ton of writing. <laughs> yeah, I've been reading some of your articles. They're great. Well, you had oh, one that just you. went out today, three reasons why you should shoot a thumb release. Yeah, yeah, on the Argali, the yeah. Argali blog. Yeah, that's pretty cool. I literally just got done making a post on that when you, right before you called me. <laughs> oh, I know. I keep tabs. <laughs> <laughs> Sweet. Awesome. Well, Josh, thanks for coming on today. You know, we had talked a little bit about back, uh, I don't know, a couple months ago already about some of the hunting you do and today we want to have you back to talk about going out of state so we're we're just kind of starting a, a series here and and this you know the month that we're going to be rolling this podcast out is we're going to be covering different aspects of hunting out of state and so you know obviously when we we started talking about it you were one of the first people that popped into my head because you, you do quite a bit of that is that right uh, i try to i try to every year you know i try to do at least one out of state hunt every year this this past year i did two out of state hunts yeah it's kind of you know intimidating when you first start doing it but you know once you get rolling on it it's it's you know easy breezy what hunts have you been on yet this year uh out of state ones yeah mm-hmm. 
Yeah, so I did uh, first. The first one I did was in Utah. That was a high country mule deer hunt. Yeah, you had to draw the tag, but it's like a hundred percent draw. So oh, right. anybody, could, anybody could go do it. <laughs> and then the second one was all, another high country mule deer hunt in Colorado. Yeah, that's a little bit harder to draw, right? The the unit that that I went to, you need two point seals the deal for you. Okay. But there's plenty of other places in Colorado where you can draw with no points. Okay, for mule deer, because they're, um, they're known for, for their mule deer. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I'm specifically talking about early archery. I don't know really the odds of drawing any of the rifle tags. Right. But the, but the high country stuff, and you can absolutely do that. Like, I thought it was some far-fetched thing when I, right. you know, before, before I looked into it. It seems like kind of like a, you know, a dream hunt thing, but right. uh, you, can do, you can do multiple hunts like that every year. Hmm. Now, we've gone way too far and too fast early on in this podcast. we got to rewind and, and cover two important things. First of all, sure. I need you to introduce yourself. Again. Again. Uh, but secondly, we need to talk about what points are. But first, okay. before we get to that, Josh, tell everybody who's listening. I mean, you've been here before. A little background about who you are. Yeah, yeah. My name's, my name's Josh Kirchner. I am uh, live in uh, Arizona down here in the desert, do a bunch of western hunting. I do a lot of freelance writing for uh, various different companies in the hunting industry. Super geeky bow hunter. Yeah. <laughs> Just love bow hunting. Yeah, that, I mean, that's, that, that's me. I, got, I have a, a blog that I started a long time ago called Dialed In Hunter, and that's kind of how I got down the path that I'm on right now. The, the ride's been sweet. You do a lot of your own photography too, right? Yes, yes, love photography. My my wife is actually a wedding photographer. Oh, okay. Mm. Didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. So that's kind of how I how I got into photography because before I was like, hey, you know, I think I want to like maybe start a blog, you know, and yeah. she's like, oh, cool, I'll take your I'll take pictures for you. Like, okay, cool. And then and it just got to the point where I'm like, well, hey, I need these photos, I need these photos, I need these right. photos. She's and like, then, leave me alone. And then she just, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so she just like started teaching me how to do it on my own. <laughs> <laughs> that kind of has turned into a passion that I didn't even know I had. You know, I, I really like taking photos. Now, You're good so. at it. Your photos are awesome. That was how I, I, I was attracted that. to you in the first place. Whoa. That's right. Attracted to you because I'm looking around. I think I saw it on Instagram a long time ago. I'm like, these pictures look legit. Started reading and I'm like, oh, he writes articles. Started following your, some of your writing. Good stuff. Anybody that wants to learn more about pretty much anything to do with archery. Josh is your guy. Mm-hmm. All right, now that we got that yeah. out of the way, points. Because <laughs> points are points are critical for going out of state. Because yes, you know, today are. I wanted to talk about budgeting, but budgeting and by getting into points actually kind of go hand in hand. So maybe before we get into the budgeting topics, you want to explain how points work. I've never done any hunting. I don't know how this works in your guys' neck of the woods yeah. or anything like that. I've, I've only done Western hunting, but points are basically say you know somebody wants to go elk hunting in Arizona. They put their name in a hat, which is basically a lottery system. Game of Fish picks a, picks a, a set amount of names out of the hat, and those are the people that get tags for that unit. Right. If you don't draw, you get what's called a point. And they have both. There's bonus points and preference points. Here in Arizona, we have bonus points. So basically what happens is every year you don't draw, yep. the next year you have a little bit better chance of drawing a tag. So if you go on on websites like Go Hunt or uh, I think like Hunt and Fool might do it too. Yep. I'm not totally sure. You can actually see, you know, how hey, how many points do I need for right. this hunt? That's not to say that you can't draw that tag without that set amount of points, but there is a, an amount of points in, uh, per hunt that a friend of mine just 
the late archery bull hunt here in Arizona, he had four points for that. That takes that tag. Yeah. So it's kind of cool. It's kind of cool when you have when you know some of this stuff before you put in or as you're going through the process of building points because it helps you plan in the future you know doing out of state hunt it's it's a big thing you know it it involves it it involves some planning so there's a lot of opportunity out there so what what i kind of how i kind of look at things is okay i know i'm always going to hunt in my home state right same with you guys right Mm -hmm. you're going to hunt you're going to hunt where you live because it's the easiest thing to do it's your backyard sure but you can start like dreaming up that ooh, you know if i with five points in colorado i can draw this mule deer my points for that every single year and then yeah so basically like you know knowing how much points per hunt that you want to do it just lets you plan better right you know what i mean like you can essentially you could be like okay maybe this hunt takes four points to draw in colorado and then this hunt in say i don't know arizona takes six points to draw right now right. you're like okay i'm going to colorado this year and the next year i'm going to arizona right you know what i mean it, so it just it's kind of cool so it um it, and it does involve a little homework but it's definitely worth it if as long as you're if, if you are at a clinical level yeah of hunt of hunting sickness like i think all of us are <laughs> it's like it's worth it <laughs> well and it, it, it is it's you got to do a lot of this background research but you know you mentioned a couple good sites there's so many good places out there to get this you know, information about points and understanding point creep, which is a real phenomenon, especially, you know, really out west. Uh, we don't deal with oh, it yeah. too much out here. You know, out in Mich- we're in Michigan. Jared and I, for example, put in points every year for bear hunting. Uh, do you, Jared? I do uh, points for bear and also the elk. The That's elk. right, yep. yep. And the elk is, you know, maybe you'll get drawn in your lifetime. Yeah, they say on average it, it takes about 10 points. Really? Yeah. So I'm I'm pretty close. I've got like... You've been doing it for 10 years? I've been doing it for five years, and I'm very, like... I've got a very optimistic outlook on life, so five to me is really close <laughs> to ten. But that's, the, yeah, that's that's a that's a flip of a coin, right? But that's right. The <laughs> kicker there is you get one Michigan elk tag per lifetime. Yeah, you don't want to blow that. Oh, one and done. It's been it must be a good hunt. It, oh yeah, yeah. Pretty much. I would say it's pretty guaranteed. Everybody uh, gets something. There's some big big old boys. Yeah, there are Heck out yeah. there. Uh, okay, so we talked a little bit about points. R- rewind a little bit. Say you're you're looking to go out of state and you want to start planning your budget. Where where are you starting? What what's like what's your starting point for for this kind of planning, especially you know looking at looking at your budget? I mean, the starting point is finding out which state you're going to go to mm-hmm. because that's kind of kind of going to di- that that right there is going to dictate how far you're going to have to drive. Right. You know, if you're driving, it's going to dictate the price of the tag. Yep. Right. Yep. Because that, that's something that varies throughout the states. Like Idaho, going elk hunting in Idaho, that's a little bit cheaper than going elk hunting in Colorado. It's a lot you know cheaper, I mean? like, yeah. But I think it's like 450 bucks or something like that for, for Idaho, somewhere around there. And then Colorado is almost $700 for an elk tag. you got to find out what state you want to go to. But then once you do, once you do find out what state, I would just look at the tags. I think that's the first big purchase. Yeah. You know, I, that's, and it's probably the biggest single purchase. Wouldn't you say? Yeah, yeah. It, absolutely. Some guys, you know, and gals that might go a little crazy about gear, especially if they're planning on doing like a yeah. like a backpack hunt that's out of state. You kind yeah. of get a little paranoid. You're like, oh, I need everything under the sun that, you know, it's super expensive. But when it comes to the nitty gritty, 
the biggest single purchase is the tag. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's that's like something right there that you're just not going to get away from. Yeah. It's not there's not like a corner that you can cut to save money on it. Right. Like that is an absolute number. And then I mean, what I've done from there is okay. I know that I'm I have to drive 730 miles yeah. uh, cool. to get to this spot. That means I'm gonna ha- it's gonna be 1460 total, right? For right. like there and yeah. back. And then you can kind of like calculate out. I mean, you don't have to be this nerdy, but like you can. Calculate. No, but I've it, done it helps to be that detailed. We when did. You're planning a budget. We yeah. did. We even we only went to Wisconsin. Right. But I, we yeah. just like to have the. You know, in the past, I've done Colorado, and that 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 drive for us for Michigan is is a bit of a drive. But even color, uh, Wisconsin has been gas is something to factor in too. And and actually going back to your point about states, there are some interesting places states where you can get a cheaper tag. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jared, mm-hmm. you tell them about Idaho. Oh, that worked for you. You get a cheaper tag in Idaho, remember? Oh, yeah. So, actually, I am technically disabled to the military. Uh, Trust me, he's very disabled. Yeah. You know, it's, it's pretty. Boy, ain't right. Obviously, there are, a lot, there are a lot of other people who are much more worse off than I am. But there are some states actually offer discounted rated licenses if you have any kind of uh, veteran-rated disability. Yeah, or, or oh, you're wow. an yeah. active veteran. Or an active veteran. And, actually, I could have gotten a resident elk tag because of my disability yep resident so, price resident price correct wow so instead of six hundred dollars it would have been i think 75 yeah 75 bucks and, and wow yeah added <laughs> on top of that we found this out for wisconsin wisconsin's not actually generally not even that expensive of a tag for whitetail especially you know considering you know there's you, you got places like illinois for example which is fairly expensive actually michigan's not cheap either no but I, uh, for Wisconsin, if you it's your first year hunting in that state, you, they give it to you, the tag to you half off because mm-hmm. it's your first time really? in that state. And I called, I got, I looked that up online. I'm like, what the heck? I'm texting mm-hmm. Jared. So I call him and I'm like, just to double check because you like you kind of self fill it out. This is my first time hunting. Check it uh, in Wisconsin. Check it off. And I'm like, I don't want to get in trouble. So I called him <laughs> once. They're like, no, that's right. And then I'm I'm thinking about. It, I'm like, now nah, I'm worried. So I called him again just to double confirm in a deeper voice. Yeah, hey, this is somebody <laughs> else. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> half off and so there are if you if you're like kind of savvy and do your research there are places where you can get you know cheaper out-of-state mm-hmm. tags you just gotta like you know you, you said you get a little meticulous with it do your homework yep yeah absolutely yeah i mean and you can just kind of ballpark how how much gas is gonna cost i mean the next thing is i, I don't know if, if you guys do this or not like yeah. or they'll sleep on the side of the road yep. you know what i mean like yep. especially if you got like a long drive me, like, I'm usually hunting within one day, you know, of driving. Sure. Sure. You know what I mean? Like, even like when even when I went to Utah, that was like, I think that was like 13 hours or something oh, like that. We Were you drive by yourself? Uh, with my brother. Okay. Yeah, we, we just we just knocked it out all in one go. But, I mean, I know guys, they'll just, you know, maybe do half a drive, pull off into like a campsite or something like that, sleep in the truck or whatever, you know, and, and you're saving a lot of money doing that. Oh, yeah. And then there's food. Right, I think, and mm. food is something that's kind of like you know you're not you're not getting away from that either, especially if you're doing backpack hunting. Yep. A way that I've kind of found to mitigate the price on food though is making my own. Oh yeah, yep. You dehydrate it? Yeah, yeah. So I don't do I won't do like just because I can totally do all of it, but I just like for time to save time. Um, if I have a ten day hunt, maybe I'll do like half of my own meals and like half Heather's choice or something like that, yep, just yep. so like I can like you know, break up the cost or whatever. Mm-hmm. But that's like, you know, a little bit of homework, you know what I mean? Like make a big pot of chili at home, throw her in the dehydrator, 
on sheets and you've got like a home cooked meal yeah each night out there in the backcountry is freaking awesome for so, only a few bucks really it's just that and support. oh yeah oh absolutely like you're you're uh, this is assu- now this is all assuming you have like maybe you have like a freezer of venison or something like that you can like throw in like ground ground venison into this right? oh yeah so you're not really so you're not buying meat but like, dude, a whole crock pot of chili, what, six dollars, right. something like that. Nope. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, and that and that covers like five nights. And it's so much know? easier on your system. Mm-hmm. You oh, do yeah. you, those dehydrated meals after a while that are pre-made, they wreck you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you're you're first of all plugged up, and then you just can't stop. I, I have been I have been pretty fortunate. My brother, I cannot say the same. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, he's had some adventurous uh times out there with the dehydration. You know what? I I've uh I can say that I'm in that squarely in that camp. But you know, you mentioned going back, you mentioned a good point about driving out. You know, obviously good to drive with somebody, but stopping. Yeah. Either you just sleep in the back of your car. I know guys that sleep under their truck. You know, what mm-hmm. I've done in the past is I you know, I take a suburban out or, you know, like a Yukon XL, take all our bags, put it down, throw our sleeping bags, sleeping bags in mm-hmm. like uh our our foam pads or whatever right. on top. And I, yeah. I just slept. It was beautiful. I drove because, let's see, two years ago I was teaching. I literally had taught a night class, got in my car, drove to Nebraska, Iowa from Michigan, slept in my car for a few hours, kept going because it was nighttime already. But it was right. it was nice. It was free. It was just like a camp. I mean, you, it, it's, it, at the same time, it kind of sucked. It's gross. But at the same time, it's yeah. like, you know, you, you save a lot of money doing it that way. Oh, and sure. it's not and that then- bad. You know, and then another way, we kind of got off on a money-saving tangent, but yeah. another another way to, to save a little bit of money, though, is when you're stopping at gas stations, like, yeah. on your way to your hunting spot, three bucks here and three bucks there adds it up. Adds you know it adds Little munchies. So like, it yeah, does. dude, I'm telling you. Yeah, you spend, yeah, I'm going to grab some Doritos, you know, blah, blah, blah. If you just what I did this year because I was actually I was actually on a paleo diet. Oh, and when I, I, I've been there. I know that game. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I was just, I was, I was just, I was just experimenting, dude. You know, so like I did, I was doing paleo when I went to Utah. So I just brought a cooler with me, yeah, just like a little cooler, and I stuck it in the back, and it just had like you know fruit and and whatever else I you know could bring with me, and that's that saved quite a bit of money. Like I wasn't buying stuff at gas stations besides yeah. gas. You know, that's great. You know, and it's nice. Ha- you know, talking about saving money, you're like the Dave Ramsey of the <laughs> hunting world, right? Pretty soon oh we can get into like you put away five bucks a month. Yep. You know, get there. You know what I mean? <laughs> but I tell you what, that, yeah, no, for sure. that fresh pack of peach rings on the car right now uh, will change your did life. That, did that do it? For, yeah. I, I feel like it's more important on the way home. No, I don't know. <laughs> I'm, or, I, even, or even having a few peach rings while you're out in the field. Some peach rings? Oh, oh yeah. Goodness. If you want to know how to put a smile on old J-Rod's face, <laughs> bust out a bag of peach rings. Yeah. I'm, I'm telling you, like, I'm the dude, though, like, at the end of the hunt, like, I might be, like, you know, going there trying to save money and stuff. On the way back, <laughs> that's where you but, spend uh, it. <laughs> all bets are off because i just you know just you just been eating like almonds and stuff for yep. like a week like i'm grabbing like the nastiest burger <laughs> that you can find <laughs> <laughs> we, ac- we actually did that on our uh our we last did. night out in wisconsin we went to some little diner and uh, that, just that got was the- not a diner that was i'm sorry <laughs> that was that hey. was exactly what you would think of a wisconsin bar would look like just in yeah. the middle of nowhere packer it was fans nice Hey, Packers. Uh, they got the uh, Packers, Aaron Rodgers. A, a beautiful, tasty burger. Yep. Heck yeah, dude. Heck yeah. Money-saving yeah, awesome, tip, man. too. I got one. So okay. we, we weren't actually even doing, like, a backcountry hunt. We were really car camping. Uh-huh. But eggs 
<laughs> Jared eggs are so cheap. They're like a dollar something for a whole dozen. I mean, they're not the organic mm-hmm. free-range stuff that you're used to, but of course, yeah. they were cheap, and they, they give you the energy you need. They were giving me a hard time. I was pounding those eggs. He James had about three or four eggs in the morning. That, and that 24 sprink. That, and, the, and, the, and that sprang. <laughs> we had uh, a seasoning called 24 sprinkle. Man, that, that did me most of the trip. Yeah. I did lose a little weight on that trip. Yeah, yeah no, I was just going to say, like, the, all this talk about money and stuff, I think that this is one of the biggest hurdles yeah. Yes. Um, that people see when they think of, oh, you know, I want to go elk hunting in Idaho or something like that. I mean, it sounds for, for folks that do it like regularly, it, it's commonplace. Like we, we, we grow complacent with this stuff. Right. Exactly. But with, with somebody, for somebody that is not used to that at all, dude, that's like a lifetime dream right. adventure. Once in a lifetime you know thing. I mean? Exactly. Right, exactly. And the thought of that, I feel like they build this up in their head, and it, it almost becomes one of those things where they say, oh, I'd love to do that someday, instead of saying, you know what, I'm going to try to do that next year. Right. Mm-hmm. You, 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 like, it, there's there's a lot of people that, that say someday doesn't, it usually doesn't end up with action. Exactly. Because right, you don't put a hard date on it. Yeah, and... I just feel that with a little forethought and a little elbow grease, like anybody can go and experience like whatever, wherever you want to go. You want to go to like some crazy whitetail hunt, right. mm-hmm. you know, or like do some rad backcountry elk hunt. Like you can do these things if you just like put some effort into it. Right. It's not, th- these things are not unattainable. They are, there's, plenty of public land out west out here yep. and and lots of open space and there's a lot just a lot of opportunity mm-hmm. so. well and it's you know people are going out of state for the adventure over the quality of the animal right that they're, they're going after and it's important to know i mean there is adventure in your backyard you can yeah yeah you know, a, a great you know and i, I kind of hesitate because i think we're, we're talking about maybe doing this but there are, there are adventures, like, think about in Michigan, Jared. We're, we've been talking about this North Manitou hunt where you get dropped off by a boat. It's it's an extra, what, 50 bucks to, to get dropped off from a boat mm-hmm. on an island in Lake Michigan. So I forgot, seven miles long. A handful of people get to do it, and not very many people sign up. And it's basically a cull hunt for, for white-tailed deer that are out there. It's in November. I mean, it is it is true backcountry. There's, there's literally only a boat coming to get you. And given that it's in early November, oftentimes the gales of November... Uh, you know, prevent you from getting back. So you you might be staying a couple extra days than they thought. Yeah. But again, it's like that's you know, if you're in Grand Rapids, that's a couple hours north, or if you're any part of the state, and that's a, a cool hunt, great deer, and it's unique, and it's right. very inexpensive. Mm-hmm. It's like twenty five dollars extra, and you can shoot as many deer as you want, and it doesn't count towards your your bag limit for the rest of the state. I guess the point being, like that's just one example, but right. there are plenty of those for every state. Or if you just get creative, you do some searching, you might not even need to go out of state for this amazing adventure or, or this, this great opportunity at some good deer. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I, you know, I talk to people like the gym, if I would, my, my buddies will probably get mad at me for talking about this, but <laughs> I, I write about this stuff all the time. But the gym of Arizona, in my opinion, that not a lot of people even that live here know about is how much opportunity we have for bear hunting. Yeah. Like, like we, we're not sitting on top of a population of 50,000 bears or anything like that, but we have a good population, a huntable population, and you can hunt bears nine months out of the year yeah, in Arizona. Amazing. So 
the, the, when people are like, oh, yeah, I didn't get drawn this year. I guess I'll go hunting next year or whatever. You can absolutely, like, go hunting if you want. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just about – it's just a choice. You know, it's just about making a choice. And, like, and the whole bear thing is a great opportunity. I tell folks, I'm like, look, I don't even really go look for deer or elk or anything because – I go out, I'm doing stuff for bears like most of the year, and I just kind of find deer and elk spots as I'm doing that. Exactly. You know, and uh, it's just a, it's another opportunity to get in the field. Not a lot of folks know about it. You know, I, I'm, you know, people are surprised. I just told somebody the other day, and they're, they were floored. Like, it's, what? It's right there. Again, mm-hmm. like you said, you just you, you put in some time to do a little research, and you can really mm-hmm. – another good one, the, the parks – you can yeah. hunt a lot of parks in Michigan I'm in a lot of states where it's like, oh, you get – maybe they get, you know, they give away 20 tags, 50 tags in a year, spread it out. Mm-hmm. You can apply. No one else hunts. I, I went we, – we hunted – what was that place out, out here in Michigan? Upper Makatawa Natural Area. It was great hunting. Yeah. I had, a gr- I had one of my best hunts of the entire year there. First time I went and sat out, just picked a spot, didn't even sc- scout it or anything, and almost shot – if I would have had a compound like you. Yeah, a nice little eight point. That, that eight point would have been down. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so you just like you like, go just all that to say is just with a little homework reaching out to some people yep. mm-hmm. rock slide great great place for information um, i found lots of people on there willing to to share advice and, and things lots of information out there mm-hmm. yep. so the rock slide that got me thinking um gear and you mentioned this earlier you know are you buying new stuff every year how, how are you doing how are you doing something like this you know for the guy who's like i've never done this before do i need all new things or what do i need you know new to go out of state or how are you starting that well, you, I think you need to be a little bit more specific on the guy that's never done this before. Right. Has the guy never is—is is this like is he a new, is like first time bow hunter? Is he like is he is he doing his first backpack hunt like that or something like that like that? Because obviously, you know, if they're doing something like that, yeah, you you kind of need to fork up the dough you for do. the stuff yeah. that you need. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. But like, if you're like fairly established in your gear whether you're backpacking or not, you know, I, I just do a lot of backpack hunting. So I always yeah. talk about it. What's the difference? You know what I mean? I think the only difference is that you really need to ask yourself is, okay, what's the weather like where I'm going in comparison mm-hmm. to where I usually hunt? Right. You know, and I think that's going to be the deciding factor in, okay, if I am going to say you are going to backpack or whatever, or, or even if you're just truck camping, camping and you're setting up a tent, it, is my sleeping bag warm enough? Right. Oh, huge. It, it's just like normal questions like that, right? Like, and if you have to get a new bag, then hey, you got to get a new bag, dude. But if it's just like I'm going to tell you, you don't need like the highest quality stuff out there. No. Like you can you can easily spend like five grand. Oh yeah. On oh yeah. All new stuff. You know what I mean? Like it's really easy to do that. But there was people doing, you know, there's people doing this stuff with way less quality stuff and having just as good of a time. You and know and getting so, out there and after it, you know, believe it or not, your local army surplus store yeah. has a lot of good stuff. Yeah. Very cheap. Dude. And that will get dude, you th- get with you through most of what you're looking at. Yeah, you, you go to a surplus, you go to like Facebook, uh what is that called? Marketplace, Marketplace like Rock Slider mm-hmm. Archery Talk that those websites. You look on Craigslist, you can get a lot of used stuff. Now mm-hmm. I will say some things I would probably invest in regardless of if, you know, I'm going out west or the desert or I'm sure. going it w- would be, Boots. you know, your base layer. Merino base layer, and that's sure. what I love about uh, the first light gear that we're we're rocking is you know versatility, right? So oh, like yeah. my oh, yeah. base layer that I'm wearing, I wear when I'm turkey hunting, mm-hmm. when I'm whitetail hunting, when I'm elk hunting, whatever I'm doing, I've got I've got this basically the same base layer stuff on merino against my skin, and then you got your puffy 
over that. I mean, you get you get a good merino and a good puffy coat. You can yeah. You you maybe throw some stuff on over tops of rain gear and stuff, right. but that will get you through a majority of the situations that you're gonna be you're gonna be going through. Yeah, and I and I think you know all that stuff. All that stuff is an investment. You know what I mean? I've I've been wearing First Life for probably six years or something mm-hmm, like yeah. that. Like when I first started using that stuff, it was okay. Well, this year I'm gonna buy a pair of pants. Exactly. You know what I mean? And then next year I'll buy a jacket. And you just and the same thing went with like backpacking gear. Like that's how I approached that too. It was like, okay, this year I'll buy a sleeping bag and then next yep. year I'll do this. And you just kind of like build stuff up like that, which is evident that even if your wallet's not hard to sit on, you can still do this stuff. Yeah. It just might take you a little bit longer and you might be a little bit more uncomfortable, you know, than Joe over here that has like all the latest and greatest stuff. Right. But the fact of the matter is, is, is that stuff right there, like I'm a huge proponent of all that high-quality stuff. That's not what gets you out in the field. Right. It, what gets you out in the field is between your ears. That's that's what's going to get you out there. But I'm telling you, it does make life easier, though. It <laughs> like, does. You stay out a lot longer. <laughs> that's for sure. Yeah, you do. You do, man. Like, like dude, that, that Merino stuff and the, the, the efficiency of the puffies mm-hmm. today – I mean, I don't know, like when you were a kid, I know when I was a kid, oh. dude, I, I felt like I was wearing like nine jackets and, and you know, you can like barely like lean over to like tie your shoes. <laughs> oh, I was so wearing bulky. nine jackets. You looked like that kid yeah. from the Christmas story. Yeah, I can't put my arms yeah. down real feet. You know, it's, <laughs> it's seriously like I was literally just going to say, I, you know, my first stuff was army surplus yep. clothes mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. it would get cold. I put my snow stuff on, you know, from school or whatever, and I could. I remember the first time I got out when it was cold, the deer came, and I tried to draw my bow back. I could not pull my bow back. I had a deer walk, yeah. you know, right in range. It was cold out, and I had so many clothes on that I could not. I couldn't get my bow back. Learned a lot. Yeah, we we've come a long way in the in the clothing department, yeah. and it and it and it's not. It, it's really for for folks that aren't used to that stuff. It's it's it, it's hard to justify spending. X amount of dollars on the yeah. jacket. You know yeah. what I mean? But the fact of the matter is though, man, is when you get it out there, you'll know why you spent that money. Yeah, right. Like 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 hundred percent, dude. I like I I was very critical when I when I started wearing stuff like that because I'm like, this can't be No, right. You know, like how cool how cool can a pair of pants be, you know what I mean? But I remember I probably look like a crazy dude walking down the road, but the first pair of like it was a pair of canabs. You remember those? I oh yeah, those. I had some. Yeah, yeah, man. Uh, I was walking down the road in July. I was scouting for bears, and I, and I was like, I was talking to myself as I'm walking. I'm like, I'm my legs are dry. I like, yeah. I am not sweating. I can't believe. You know what yeah, I mean? Like, I know what you and, mean. And, and that's when it kind of clicked for me. I was like, holy crap! I can like move around, and my pants aren't sticking to my legs, and it just. So much you know, more I room just for activities. More, yeah, exactly. Like you just feel like more <laughs> mobile, you know. And what when you have when you have comfort out there, yeah, you're just gonna enjoy yourself more, you know. Like instead of sitting there thinking about, like I'm sure you've been out there and been cold. Oh yeah. And and you can't that you can't shake that man. You can't like like well um maybe you can like people's minds are different you know like some people can deal with stuff a little better than others but it stinks and that's in the back of your mind thinking like oh god dang it man it's so freaking cold blah 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 and then like you said like i couldn't even pull my bow back yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah it's either because you're too cold or you have too much stuff on. I, I had the same kind of experience with the chama hoodie do you have the chama hoodie oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah. and i remember i'm like it's freezing out 
I have like one layer. It's this thin merino, and I am warm. I cannot believe that was the that was the most. I had very mm-hmm. similar. I'm like, I cannot believe that I'm actually warm. I'm sitting here, and I hardly have anything. It feels like I'm wearing nothing at all. Yeah, dude. It it, it sounds it sounds gimmicky when you say when when companies say stuff like, oh, it's made to keep you warm. Yep. When it's cold and keep you cool when it's right. warm. Magic. You're like, how, how did that make sense? You know, what I mean? mm-hmm. but it—I mean, it works. It's not like it's not a gimmick. There's a reason why you know all these companies are doing so well. So. Yeah. Well, and just you know, for for people listening, considering how to budget this, my yeah. my approach would be obviously start with what you can. You know, buy what you can afford mm-hmm. to at least get you out. But it's worth saving. It's worth saving up, putting some money aside every month or whatever for tags, and 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 get some good gear. Start with your base layer and some puffies. You can build off that. Yeah. You know, you get into the, the merino undies, then you, then you're really on to something. But oh, yeah. you, you, Jared love Jared loves all the merino undie talk. I got mm-hmm. actually my revelation I had the other day, and I was telling Laura, my wife, this: if I got like three merino t-shirts and th- like three merino undies, I think that's all I would need for undershirts and undies. Because you never have to wash them; you just keep wearing them over and over again. You get out no, of good cycle. Yeah, I bro, I'll ten, ten days in the backcountry. I'm taking two pairs of undies with me. Two? You my, you're indulging. You're yourself. an animal. I'm one. My brother will take just one. Yeah, I do. I do. And and what I do, yeah, I, the reason I take two is it is nice. It's just a feeling, okay? Like yeah, I know, I one, know. If you if you rock one pair for five days and then you put on a new pair, you ooh, just get baby. this like, ooh, yeah. man. Well, you're also putting all your eggs in your that one basket. If something something real terrible happens in, in those undies, mm. I don't want to. You know, we'll, we'll, we can leave it at that. You skeet your brooks, for example. Skeet the brook. Uh, you uh, you're gonna regret it. You're gonna have a bad time. You're gonna have a yeah, bad I time. Yeah, will, I won't. I won't give specifics, but that happened to my little brother during spring <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Well, you know, the Heather's choice comes back and bites you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Well, no, he was he was he was eating house. So oh, th- that will really, really take house care of the house. I've seen Jared yeah. go down with a bag of house. Chili Mac is, is, uh, <laughs> is uh, like no other. So We've talked a little bit about gear, food, where to stay, gas. Budget. All this stuff goes into Are you building a budget out for each hunt? Is that how you – are you yeah. are you that detailed? Or are you just kind of winging it? Or, or how are you approaching that? These days, I don't – because I, I, I'm a little bit familiar – I'm more familiar with it. I don't build – too much of a budget because I it's just kind of second nature to me now right. but when I was starting out absolutely like I I remember lining everything out for my first out-of-state hunt and it came out to I actually wrote an, a, a, an in-depth article on this for go hunt if people yep. want to check it out like I break down everything like mileage mm-hmm. everything it came out to 1200 I think like 1200 bucks to do an out-of-state backcountry elk hunt. Yep. Okay, um, yeah, that sounds about right. Yep. Which which is how I how I looked at that, okay? So I came up with that number a year and a half or so in advance, okay? And I was like, okay, that's $100 a month. 100 bucks a month. Yep. yep. Okay, so as long as I can do that, if you can put that away, that's that's not going to Chipotle right, or something. You know, just little baby things like that, like you were saying, like a little bit adds up here and here and here. You do that for, for the next year, you're going elk hunting, man. Right. Mm-hmm. And a pretty, you, you can find some good, and, and, and elk hunting, like I did that and went to Colorado, which was an expensive, like you said, tag. I mean, oh yeah, that's not bad. That's, that's not that much saving. Pick up an extra shift at work or 
yeah. you know, a, a side sell, job. Sell something in your basement you haven't touched sell, in the past year. How much of my archery mm-hmm. stuff has been paid for by selling stuff on Craigslist? Yep. You know what I mean? Going back to it, I had, I had, so I just got a story about that. And I sold a PlayStation once. Oh, that was a get, sad day. Oh, it was a great day. I never played it. I, I was gonna, I wasn't gonna get it. It was actually, I bought the PlayStation the like couple days before I got married. Cause my sister-in-law goes, hey, I was, you know, we were talking about it. My sister-in-law goes, hey, just some marital advice for you. Buy it now before you're married, so you don't have to answer. You, you, you're mm-hmm. free. For the next few days, so I went out <laughs> that day and I bought a PlayStation. Hardly ever played. I'm not a big gamer. I'm not very good. Sold it later on. It f- funded a lot of archery purchase. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome, man. That's awesome. Yeah, I was gonna say the whole like gear thing, like you know, getting money for gear. Like some people shudder at the fact of, oh, you know, you're gonna spend six hundred dollars on a backpack and all this. Like, yeah. but they don't even blink an eye at dropping. Two twenty five hundred dollars on a bow, right? Or, right. Every year, Every or year. yeah, or or the, you know they got some like souped up rifle that's like freaking seven thousand dollars. They they don't like that thing right there. You're gonna use that like one time, right? Or going out to on eat the hunt two three times a week. Oh, yeah, you know what huge. I mean. And like you think about like for like a backpack or something, or or like you guys, you know, you were talking about the clothing, like yeah. you, you, that's on you all, like literally the whole hunt. Yeah. And you can use it when you're not hunting too. Base layers, yeah, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Like it's oh, yeah, more sure, usable. Yeah, yeah. It, but you're but you're gonna like shudder at that and spend more money on a weapon. Right. Like that. I mean, I, there's a little. You know, I think people. Some people need to. <laughs> like, there's ways to do things. You yeah. know what I mean? No. When, when you're yeah, so. when you're budgeting, are you factoring in scouting trips? Do you do scouting trips? Are you doing it online to save cash? What, how are you doing that? It, this is a yeah. Okay, so the, here's a great a great starting point for a lot of people. I do all manner of things. Mm. Okay, I scout on Onyx. I'll scout like pre-marked waypoints and stuff like that. You know, looking at topo maps. I'll go on backpacking sites for that. For you know, if I say if I'm going to Utah or something like that. I have a trail that I'm interested in. I'll research that trail through backpacking sites. Oh, and a lot, yep. and yeah, and a lot of people will, you know, because these people they're not hunters. That they'll just lay out their whole hike for you. Absolutely. You know, they're like, oh yeah, we 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 came through this saddle and then we saw some deer. And and me, I'm like, ooh, you know, yeah, like, that's point. I see that. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. So and plus, it's good for in regards to the backcountry thing. It's good for okay there was a creek crossing here, yep. you know? So, okay. So now I know there's water there for, you know, for me. Mm-hmm. Right. On top of that though, I'll also, after I've done a little bit of homework on my own, like looking at topo maps, maybe, maybe I talk to some folks on sites like rock flight and stuff, yep. you know, like PM some people I'll call the forest service over there yep. or the game is fish. I've done both and just say, Hey, you know, I drew a mule deer tag. I'm looking at this area right here. I'm looking at taking this trail north mm-hmm. and camping right around this area. And if you give like really specific details like that and show them that you're just you're not just calling to say, "Hey, uh, so I drew a mule deer tag. Uh, it's in this unit. Where can I find some deer? Where are the bucks?" Yeah, exactly. Like, why would they help you? You know, I'm, they're going to point you in a very general direction. But if they're, if you're like, look, I'm taking this trail up here. I'm going to camp here. I'm thinking of maybe glass in this basin right here. Yep. 
they're going to be like, okay, you know, like I've had a lot of great spots bestowed on me from, from Forest Service and stuff because of stuff like that. That's exactly how we did it in Wisconsin. You, you do a little bit, you, you get specific. One thing I would add is to turn on the charm mm-hmm. a little bit, you know, really, oh, sure. Uh, sure. really charm them. Yep. It's yeah. some good information. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I still do that for Arizona. I did that earlier this year. I'm hunting an area in about a week that I've never hunted. I've, we, I've been there one time on a scouting trip, but I've never hunted there. Yep. And so I, I called up the Forest Service down there, and I said, hey, you know, I you know laid out a bunch of specifics, and they were, like, super-duper helpful. Well, and you got to think, these people, this is their life. They love yeah. this. Mm-hmm. So they're very, oh, yeah. usually very willing to talk about it, unless they're you know, anti-hunting or whatever. They're usually pretty willing to talk. Right. Well, especially if you're talking to like the game and fishers, you know, efficient game or something right, like that, exactly. because those, those folks want you to fill your tag. You know, they, they, they want you to have a good to hunt. So you come back. I mean, it's just, I mean, when you get down to black and white, that's what it is. Right. And then you mentioned actually doing scouting trips. I have done that in the past. I have like driven to Colorado for, you know, like a night or two nights to, to look for some elk and stuff. You know, I mean, if you can swing it, go ahead, but I don't think it's necessary. I really don't. I think you can do a whole lot right from your home on your computer, like on Google Earth mm-hmm. and looking at topo maps and talking to other people. It, I mean, some people aren't comfortable doing that, but I feel like as you, I feel like as you like mature as a hunter, you kind of like grow this confidence in what yep. you're looking at on a map. Yep. And you can be like, dude, this right here, there's got to be deer moving through this area. You've just seen it enough it, times where it pops out. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Right, exactly. Or you just have the confidence to be like, there's like six different spots here where I feel like I'm going to see something, you know, right. like, and, and you and you're just willing to go with the flow, exactly. uh, which is what I, I did. I never made a scouting trip into Utah for, for my deer hunt this past year. I just it was all on on X and Google Earth. Yeah. And we went in had an amazing hunt i saw over 50 bucks on that hunt yeah wow yeah i ended up missing six times that's another story well you know but but (laughs) they all can't be winners yeah that's right even the best uh, fall down sometimes yeah yeah and then call and then colorado it was kind of the same deal you know i hit up a a couple buddies that i knew that hunted colorado that were familiar with high country mule deer i think that's something that's some folks don't pay attention to that they really need to is animal biology. Yeah. Like really looking at, okay, where are like deer going to, like if you're talking about mule deer, like where are mule deer going to be where during the month of August and right. during September, like how are they, how do they move? What are they feeding on? Do they need water as much as you think they do? You know, this, this, all this stuff, like what faces do they tend to hang out on? This is all stuff that you can do right from your house. Oh yeah. You don't have to be out there looking. Yep. It, this is all what I'm getting at, you know. So I, how I look at that, if you can swing it, an out-of-state scouting trip, do it. Yeah. Because the more, because the more boots on the ground experience you have in the area, the better. Yep. Obviously, but, it's ideal. Right. But if you're sitting there and you're like, oh, I don't know if I'm going to be able to do a scouting trip, don't let that like be the deciding factor yeah. in like whether you're going to go hunting or not. Go hunting. Yeah, you know, and some of it's almost. 
I almost uh, find I, I find it really fun actually just to show up, mm-hmm. not having oh, yeah. like done like put boots on the ground in the past. It's exciting, but like you said, I love that you called this out back uh, packing videos because Jared, oh, I, yeah. I haven't even told you yet. I've been researching a undisclosed location that we have talked about hunting, and I found these kids. They have to be like 18, maybe, mm-hmm. and they got a mm-hmm. little video camera, and it's highly edited, but it's their whole walk around this place. Mm-hmm. And uh, I found a place where they, they saw this buck, this huge buck, and I marked it. Like, I know exactly where it is on the map. <laughs> oh, and I'm like, there, this in June, this buck was here, so we can do some, uh, based on what we know, we can kind of figure out maybe where this buck may have moved. But people are out there back uh, packing. And people do a lot of videoing of their. Yeah. It's so boring. Holy cow, it's horrible. I just fast forwarded it, but it was, but still, it was helpful. Oh yeah. Oh, I. Oh, if I had a dollar for every time I've watched one of those, like, <laughs> dude. So for me, what you I'm pay looking for an out-of-state hunt. <laughs> oh, I'm telling you what, dude. Like, I I do it for in-state too. Mm-hmm. Like, I look at I look at like like hiking videos for Arizona and people are just like hiking through and they're like showing the vegetation. And I'm like, Ooh, that's Manzanita right there. There's the, the bears like that this time of year. Yep. And like, I get a sense for like where food is in relation to black bears. And then they'll talk, they'll be like, man, there was like six piles of bear scat in our <laughs> camp. And, blah, and I'm like, Oh, oh deal. <laughs> you know, I'm sold, you know? So yeah, you can do a lot. I feel like that's a kind of an out of the box way of, of looking at stuff like that i think people's knee-jerk reaction is to oh i need to go and visit all the hunting forums they're all lying anyways they're not telling you their best spot <laughs> oh yeah yeah for sure like wow well, you would never go <laughs> wow. on there sure you wouldn't be like i got this spot guys see Here's monster the bucks here every year yeah. man yeah. this is where i'll be yeah, don't yeah. go there i just wanted to tell you about it <laughs> yeah yeah no i yeah there's i've heard of people just you know like it, on a serious note just people like blatantly like lying on purpose oh absolutely just to, just, yep. just to make people think that this certain area is good and maybe it is a little bit but it's not their you know honey spot you know what i mean <laughs> i had an uncle remember we were at up in big rapids one of my uncles did that to me you and steve once jared he's like oh this is a great spot you guys walk down here uncle randy and we walked down there, and it was the worst garbage spot. Didn't see anything. Oh, he, we fell for it. <laughs> hook line, hook line oh, answer. Man. Yeah. Well, hey, man, thank you for coming on. Um, we covered a lot of stuff. We'll, we'll be, you know, going more in depth to a lot into these a lot of these topics here in the future. But Josh, we appreciate you coming on, shedding some knowledge here again. Mm-hmm. Um, good to have you back. You're you're a lot of fun to talk to. Yeah, I really appreciate it. Anytime you guys want to chat. Know how to get a hold of me. I'm game. Wonderful. Well, everybody that's following along, keep following along this year. Got a lot of good stuff for you, and um, we'll talk to you again next week. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Boga Hunting Podcast. If you like what you hear and want to follow along on what we're currently up to, hit that subscribe button on whatever platform you're listening to and give us a follow on Instagram at Boga Hunting. Join us next week as we talk about your gear list when planning for an out-of-state hunt and how to use your new budget to help plan for any kind of those purchases that you might need. So tune in next week, and again, thank you for listening.